chapter 2. Thank you, Father. Verses 25 to 30. Philippians chapter 2. Yet I considered it necessary to send to you Epaphroditus, my brother, fellow worker, and fellow soldier, but your messenger and the one who ministered to my need. Since he was longing for you all and was distressed because you had heard that he was sick, for indeed he was sick almost unto death, but God had mercy on him. And not only on him, but on me also, lest I should have sorrow upon sorrow. Therefore I sent him the more eagerly, that when you see him again, you may rejoice, and I may be less sorrowful. Receive him therefore in the Lord with all gladness, and hold such men in esteem because for the work of Christ he came close to death not regarding his life to supply what was lacking in your service towards me praise the Lord father we thank you for your word we pray that you will speak into our lives we pray that you would touch us revive us rejuvenate us we pray that we will be stirred so that we will go beyond the call of duty. Thank you for what you're going to do for us. Every resistance to the preaching of God's word, we bind them in Jesus' name, and we take victory to Christ be the glory. And everybody said, Amen. Please be seated. Today's message is titled, Going Beyond. Going Beyond. Praise the Lord. The Bible is a living book, and throughout the scriptures, you see lives who have gone beyond the call of their duty, and they come out in flying colors. Quite often, we see characters who are shrouded in obscurity. When they come out, they come out in such a way that they become a living example, a role models for many. Ordinary people, common people, people who are hardly acknowledged, applauded, appreciated by anyone, people who are hardly noticed by people who are around them. Praise the Lord. But when they go out, all out beyond the call of duty, we see that people note them and they see that there is something unique about them. The church of Jesus Christ is full of people who are most of the time shrouded. They are covered. They are in the backgrounds. Take our church, for example. There are only few of us that you see on the stage, on the platform. But there is an army of people who are in the background, behind the scenes, that are constantly laboring for the Lord. And there are many who go beyond their call of duty, who go into excellence as they continue to strive and labor for the Lord. You see such a character here as Paul acknowledges this person. Epaphroditus comes to the scene as a care package boy. A man who delivered the care package from the church in Philippi to Rome in the prison. The Philippian church sent him on a mission with a care package. 
It was a 700-mile trek from the church to the Roman prison. 700 miles, that's a long way, praise God. It's not 700 miles as of today. Think about 700 miles from this point. If you're driving, at least that's a straight 12-hour drive, little over 12 hours if you drive 75 miles per hour. So think about it. 700 miles those days was a treacherous trek. And he was carrying a care package which would make him a moving, a sitting target. Praise the Lord. But this man, no matter what, he was willing to take this mission, take the care package to Paul and to minister to his need. So he goes, he meets Paul, and he spends some time with Paul. And as he's going back, Paul sends the epistle that's written to Philippians in his hand. He's going back with this letter, and Paul has written something about this man. And that is what we read here this morning. An ordinary delivery man. An ordinary person who had come to deliver the care package. But as he goes back, his value has increased in the sight of Paul and also in the sight of the Philippine church. Praise God. Look into what Paul has to say about this man. Look what Paul says. Paul is saying... My, he addresses him as my brother, fellow worker, and a fellow soldier. Praise the Lord. The first one is a title of affection. My brother. My brother. My brother, by virtue of one, what Christ has done for us. When we receive Christ as our Savior... God, the Father, he is our heavenly Father. Jesus Christ is our elder brother, and we all are brothers and sisters in this great family. Quite often, we overlook this fact, or quite often, as we continue to address each other as brothers and sisters, we overstate that fact, and we tend to miss The gist of it, the value of it, the importance of it. What made Epaphroditus come and take this 700-mile journey was because of the bond that there was in and through Jesus Christ. But the brother who came to the aid of Paul, as he goes back, Paul identifies him as My fellow worker and a fellow soldier. Praise God. By default, all of us are brothers and sisters in the Lord. Not because of anything special that we have done, but because we are part of one family. Praise the Lord. Looking to your right and your left, you can see brothers and sisters in the Lord. Our relationship, our bonds... Go beyond the bloodline, praise the Lord. Some of you might have a lot of relatives in the church. Some might have none. But I want to tell you, you are in a special place. You are part of the family of God. Praise God. The psalmist puts it like this. He called me to his banqueting table and his banner over me is love. Praise the Lord. I have been called to this banqueting table. You have been called to this banqueting table. All of us are sitting around this banqueting table. And there is a flag that's fluttering over us. A banner that's fluttering over us. It's the banner of love. 
Praise the Lord. Regardless of how close, intimate, and the proximity that you feel or you don't feel between each other, I want to tell you, you and I are part of the family of God. Praise the Lord. Listen to me carefully. We are part of the family of God because what Jesus did. But in order to become a fellow worker and a fellow soldier, you have to go beyond the call of duty. Praise the Lord. Paul was a very unique man of God. Man who penned down at least 13 books in the New Testament. He was an apostle. He was a warrior for Jesus Christ. He was a herald for Jesus Christ. Paul did not simply use words carelessly. The words of Paul were chosen words. The words of Paul were calculated words. And so when Paul calls him a fellow worker and a fellow soldier, there's a lot of meat behind it. Praise the Lord. Nobody would just simply get the tag as a fellow worker. For you to become a fellow worker with Paul, you have to rise up to that level. You have to go beyond that call. For you to be a fellow soldier with, with, with Paul, working together for the cause of Christ, you have to step out of your norm, out of your ordinary, out of your comfort zone. And so was Epaphroditus. But let's look at this. He says, you are my fellow brother. It's not easy. I don't know how many of us really think about this. Paul was a Jew. Epaphroditus was a Gentile by birth. And for a Jew and a Gentile to come together, it was not easy. The Jews considered everyone other than a Jew to be a dog. And the Gentiles gave the same compliment back. But once they came under the banner of love, praise the Lord, they extended their arms of fellowship. They realized that they were brothers in Christ Jesus. Praise the Lord. The unlikables, the unlovables, they become lovables, likables in and through Jesus Christ, praise the Lord. It's a little hard for us to, in this day and age, to understand, but I'll drive the point home. Listen, think about an Indian and a Pakistani under the same roof, sitting around, eating from the same, same buffet, or sitting together and having a fellowship meal. Now, those of you guys who are born and raised here, you would not understand, but I'll drive the point home for you. Think about an Israeli and a Palestinian coming together, shaking hands, sitting together, having meal and calling each other brother and going out of their way to help each other out. That is what it was between this Jew and this Gentile. When Paul calls him a brother, praise the Lord, one, it's through Jesus Christ, the other, they are touched by the love of God to such an extent that the lines of demarcations have been crossed and they are brothers in the Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord. Within the body of Christ, you and I, we are brothers and sisters in the Lord Jesus Christ. An ordinary fellow, Epaphroditus. There's a lot of people like that in the body of Christ. People who are in the background working for the Lord. You ask them what's so special about them. They will tell you, well, I can preach. I can sing. I don't have much talents. But you see them dedicated, faithful, loyal, pledging their allegiance to the Lord and striving labor of love that they put in day in and day out. Praise the Lord. As they continue to press in slowly and steadily, God who is faithful, who sees this thing, will exalt them in service. Praise the Lord. Look at this man. Paul identifies him 
as a fellow brother. Epaphroditus, the name comes from, he was, his parents probably gave him that name, which means devoted to Aphrodite, the god, goddess of beauty and love. Coming from a pagan culture, God did a work in him. Now he's a useful instrument in the hands of God. Praise the Lord. You know, Paul now calls him a fellow worker. A fellow worker. Praise the Lord. A brother and now a fellow worker. During, the, during World War II in Britain, Britain was producing a lot of arms. And in all of their ammo uh, factories, there would be a sign outside. And the sign would read something like this. The sign said, I-A-D-O-M. I-A-D-O-M. Now, for someone who came out of town or was out, out, out of England, they would not recognize what I-A-D-O-M meant. It was simply an abbreviation. It meant, it all depends on me. In other words, it was etched in the hearts of every common citizen in that country, that as the country was in battle, and as they were waging war, even if they were involved in small work, maybe working in an ammo factory, they all had this inscription that they remembered, it all depends on me. Praise the Lord. It all depends on me. Sometimes we also think everything depends on me. Praise the Lord. It is good as a nation, as an institution to think that everything depends on me and we all have to work together, strive together for a common goal. But when it comes to the body of Christ, we also need to understand that the body of Christ is large. The body of Christ is universal. Praise God. Quite often, like Elijah, we complain, Lord, there is none left, only me. I am the only one who is serving the Lord. And God had to remind him, it's not just you. I have 7,000 that has not bowed down their knees to bow. Praise the Lord. You and I need to have an eye to see how diverse and how large the body of Christ is. And that means we are fellow workers working together for the cause of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. We all are linked to each other. We have one master. Praise the Lord. We have one boss that we report to. Amen. And we all are in one vineyard. Praise God. And we all have one goal. To exalt the name of Jesus and to do the will of our Father. We all are citizens of one kingdom and we all are striving for the sake of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We are part of this fellowship. Praise God. Paul speaks of this special fellowship between him and Epaphroditus, praise the Lord. He says that he is a fellow worker, meaning that they both were involved in the same work. Praise the Lord. Fellow worker, worker implies hard work. Praise the Lord. A worker is not someone who just sits around. A worker is not someone who talks about work. A worker is not someone who is simply chatting about work, but a worker is someone who is involved, immersed in the work of the Lord. What is the work of the Lord? The work of the Lord as is defined in the scriptures. The work of the Lord as Paul continued to strive and labor for the expansion of the kingdom of God as he preached the good news of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. It also implies 
that it's more than just simply one person. We all are fellow workers. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Listen, Paul was a unique man. Paul was a great man. And so in the body of Christ, we see great men of God. We see men of high stature. I'm not talking about height, but people who have in-depth the knowledge of God's word. People who are used mightily by God. People who have gone out of the way for the cause of Jesus Christ. People who have strived and arrived at the point of excellence. Praise the Lord. But even people like Paul need ordinary people like Epaphroditus. Praise the Lord. Paul is saying, I am refreshed by the presence and the present that Epaphroditus brought. Praise the Lord. None of us can survive by ourselves. We need each other. Praise the Lord. We are linked to each other. We do better when we work together. When we do better, when we do better when we strive together. We do better when we press on into the things of the Lord together. Even for a man of high stature like Paul, praise God, he needed an Ephrodotus to be by his side and to stand with him in this great work of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Yes, when they strived together, it brought the necessary strength that they needed so that they could reach the goals that they had for them. Praise the Lord. They needed each other. Praise the Lord. Being a committed Christian is never easy. Praise God. We can call ourselves as a Christian and just simply move in this world. But to be committed to Jesus Christ is to be connected to Jesus Christ. Being committed to Jesus Christ is doing the will of the Father. Being connected to Jesus Christ, being committed to Jesus Christ is in constant communion with him and doing that which pleases him. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Paul calls him a fellow soldier. Praise the Lord. A brother, a fellow worker, and now a fellow soldier. Praise the Lord. You know, when you think about soldier, what comes to your mind? Praise the Lord. Somebody was involved in a conflict. Somebody was waging war. Praise God. Somebody who is pressing in and trying to claim lives out of darkness and bringing them into light. If you are genuinely, in, if you are genuinely involved in the work of the Lord, there will be powers of darkness that will be in conflict with you. That we cannot forget. Praise the Lord. As you continue to serve the Lord, you will face opposition from the powers of darkness. Praise the Lord. When that happens, you and I need, no matter how strong we are. We need a fellow soldier by our side. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We are serving one commander in chief, the Lord Jesus Christ. As we press on by doing the will of the Father, which is to take the world to the nook and the corners, to anywhere and everywhere God places us, there will be opposition from powers of darkness that wants to bring our life down, wants to derail us from our destiny, wants to push us away from the purpose and the plan of God, wants to detour us from the designs that God has for our lives. And so in order to maintain ourselves, in the line of duty, in order to maintain ourselves in the will and in the purpose of God, there is, there has to be a striving. There has to be a battle. There has to be a conflict. And in this conflict, you need, we need, we need each other. 
praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Often when we have to stand against the world, the powers of darkness, praise the Lord. You need to stand together so that you could be an overcomer. Praise the Lord. A fellow soldier working for the cause of Jesus Christ. The Roman army had a, a strategy called testudo. Testudo, it, in Latin, it meant tortoise. Was a shield wall formation to keep them safe from the enemy arrows and the missiles that were sun, sent against them. Now, if you've seen the gladiator, you know what I'm talking about. How a group of Roman soldiers will come together and they will use their shield, interlock it between them, and they will make it into a dome formation which will stand against the fiery arrows and missiles that come against them. Praise the Lord. Any soldier that will step out will be an open target. That's how they protected themselves. And as a group, they pressed into the goal, into the enemy line that was before them. Likewise, you and I, praise the Lord, we have to work together, stand together in order to overcome the forces of darkness. Praise the Lord. Epaphroditus was a fellow worker and a fellow soldier. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Paul had learned to love this man who had become an asset for the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Look at the quality of this man. He was a man who could work with others. Praise the Lord. It is highly essential in Christian life and service. It is one thing to be independently doing things and quite something else when we are called to work together to reach a common goal. Praise God. As Paul writes about this man's quality, he doesn't forget to tell how he went beyond the line of duty and what, how it affected his life. Praise the Lord. We can be sitting on the sidelines. When we sit on the sidelines, everything will be fine. But once you step into the firing line, once you go beyond the call of duty, you become a target for the enemy. This man, he went beyond the call of duty. And the Bible says, as Paul writes it, he was sick unto death. In other words, he worked so hard, strived and labored for the kingdom with Paul that the man became sick unto death. Who said this? Paul is saying. Listen what Paul is saying. Because for the work of Christ, he came close to death, not regarding his life. Praise the Lord. He became, he became sick and close to death because of the work of Christ. Praise the Lord. Regardless of how he became sick and what was he suffering from, it was because of the fact that he had gone beyond the call of duty. Anytime anyone who goes beyond the call of duty, there is an effect upon their lives. Interesting to see from Genesis from Old Testament, we see a young man carrying a care package for his brethren. The instruction was, take the care package to your brethren. Find out what their well-being and come and report back to me. Joseph went with the care package. Praise God. When he went to that one particular place, he could have reached, he reached there and he realized that his brothers were not there. He could have come back home saying, I didn't find them. But you know what? Joseph knew the spirit behind the instruction that Jacob gave. He followed the letter of the law, which was to reach the first destination, check it out and come back. But Joseph inquires further and goes further out of his way to locate his brethren with the care package. The brethren 
take the care package from him and we see they mistreat him. Praise the Lord. But that puts him in the track of greatness. Praise the Lord. When you go beyond the call of duty, praise the Lord. Listen to me. There will be hardship. There will be, there will be assault. There will be insults. There will be ostracisms that will come our way. But you can't call it off. You need to press on because there is a father up in heaven who is guiding your path. When you have a spirit that pursues to do the will of the father, the father guides your footsteps and he takes you into the path of greatness regardless of how tough it is. Another good example is David. He took the care package from his father, took the instruction, and he goes to see the well-being of his brother. Praise the Lord. We see he does deliver the care package, but he goes beyond the call of duty. Greatness was waiting for him as he engages with the enemy. There was no instruction to engage with the enemy. But he, when he pressed on and went beyond the call of duty, praise God, greatness that was ordered and ordained by God materialized right before him. Do not be satisfied with the mundane, routine Christian life. Don't be a nine-to-five Christian. Don't be a weakened Christian. Go all the way for Jesus. When you go all the way for Jesus, you are elevated to a status of a fellow worker. You are elevated to a status of a fellow soldier. And God knows how high he can take a person who is totally committed to the Lord Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, when you go out of your way, you put yourself in harm's way. Anybody who's involved in Christian service, when you go out of your way, you will put yourself in harm's way. Praise God. But I say this to bring to light not the challenges that stand before you, not the foes that stand before you, not the forces that wants to overcome you. I want to draw your attention to the God of mercy who has an eye on you to yank you out of the mouth of death itself. Praise God. Look what Paul says. Paul says, but God, praise God. For indeed he was sick, almost unto death. But God had mercy on him. Praise God. Hallelujah. I want you to, I want you to have a vision, a picture of God of mercy. Praise God. Hallelujah who watches over you, praise God, who is involved in the intricate details of your life, who sees the passion of your heart, who sees and weighs the motives of a heart. And when you press into the realms of God with no reward, with no agenda, with no ulterior motives in life, God sees our heart. Praise God. When Epaphroditus went out of his way, striving with Paul, there was no hidden agenda. There was no ulterior motives other than the fact that his loyalty and allegiance was to Jesus that caused him to come with the care package, take the treacherous trek all the way to the prison in Rome and identify with the prisoner of Jesus Christ, Paul. Listen, Paul was not a popular figure like today. You and I talk about Paul. 
praise God. The Jews hated him. The Romans wanted to get rid of him. He was a man who was turning the world upside down. His message was counter-cultural message. It went against the tide. It went against the norm. It broke every taboo that the society had put. To identify himself and to stand by such a man was not a small thing. Praise God. It's not very easy to serve the Lord. Praise God. Don't think that it's a cakewalk. It is not a cakewalk. If you've been having a cakewalk, I'm telling you, it's not the walk that God has called you to be. To be a Christian, it is a tough thing. Praise God. Here, here Paul is saying, God had mercy on him. Praise God. God had mercy on him. Hallelujah. Paul calls him God who is rich in mercy. Do you know the God that we serve is rich in mercy? We hear of so many rich people. Bill Gates is rich. And who else? Everybody else. So many rich people around us. But who is rich in mercy? God Almighty is rich in mercy. And because he's rich in mercy, out of him flows streams of love and mercy. Praise God. Hallelujah. And that mercy flows into the lives of people who strive for the kingdom of God who's promoting and propagating the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Paul is saying that God had mercy on him. And then I like the next part. Paul is saying God had mercy on him. And one more thing, and not only on him, but on me also. I love it. Praise God. You know what that means? God is concerned with the things that you are concerned. The object of mercy was Epaphroditus, primarily, because he was sick and he needed the mercy of God. Praise God. But Paul was associated with Epaphroditus. Paul was connected to Epaphroditus, not through blood, but by the relationship in Jesus Christ. Paul's heart and Epaphroditus heart had merged and harmoniously they were working for the same cause they were battling for the same cause and God knew that something happens to Epaphroditus it will affect Paul also so Paul is saying not only he's a recipient of mercy I am also the recipient of mercy I don't know about you all as far as I am concerned I can tell you I am the recipient of the mercy of God. Praise God. How often God has come through for us. How many times he's come through for us. How many times he has come through for our near ones, for our dear ones. God coming to our aid and rescuing us. Praise the Lord. Paul says, God had mercy on him and mercy on me as well. Praise God. God pours out his mercy on us without limit. Praise God. Our God is an unlimited God. Praise God. His mercy, his grace is overflowing. And we are the recipients of the grace and the mercy of God. Praise God. As Paul writes, finally, you know what he says? You know, I'm sending him back to you. He says, as I send back to you, when you receive him, receive him gladly in the Lord and esteem such people for what they have done for the cause of Jesus Christ. Praise God. I don't know what was the status of Ephrodites when he took 
the care package from the church to the Roman prison. Praise God. But one thing I know, he was a willing person who was ready and willing to risk his life for the sake of the gospel. But when he goes back, Paul writes a word of acknowledgement and appreciation, applauding and saying what he has done for the sake of Jesus. And he says, when he comes back, give him a warm welcome. Praise God. Hallelujah. When he comes back, let there be a celebration. Acknowledge him. Applaud him. Appreciate him. Those who work behind the scenes quite often goes unappreciated. Quite often goes unappreciated. Nobody acknowledges them. And most of the time, they are taken for granted. They're taken for granted. Think about the guys who work on the media. When was the last time you said, thank you, guys? When we come here, the microphones are working, the screen is working, everything is working, but we don't realize that somebody's working behind the scenes. When we come here, we don't think about the, 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 the maintenance aspect of the church. You know, we make sure that somebody's working, make sure that the heat is working, the air condition is working, the water is running, everything is in place. Somebody's working behind the scenes. We come and we go. We don't even take time to say thank you. Praise God. So to my brothers and sisters who labor, not only on the stage, but behind the stage, praise God. We want to call you out and we want to say thank you. Praise God. We want to say thank you. And I want to add one more word. The brothers and sisters might forget to thank you. They might forget to appreciate you. They might forget to applaud you. But I want to leave one word for you. As Paul write, and this has just warmed my heart. As I read the words of Paul, look what Paul says as he writes to Timothy, 2 Timothy 4.8. He's talking about himself, but he adds one word there and want to draw your attention to it. This is what he's saying. Now, there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. Paul is ready to bid farewell. His fight is done. His work is finished. His race is done. And he's saying, I'm gone. But I know there is a just judge. There is a faithful judge. He has a crown ready for me. Even if nobody acknowledges me, he will acknowledge me. And as he writes, he puts one little word there. The three little words. He says, it's not just for me. He says, it is for all. A-L-L. Praise God. Not only me on that day. Praise God. But also to all who have longed for his appearing. Praise God. As we continue to work for the Lord. Always remember, our motives have to be pure. Praise God. God who weighs our heart, he weighs our heart. Meaning, he weighs the intentions and the motives of our heart. Praise God. We weigh things based on what comes out, on the expressions, on the externals, on the actions. God weighs it. Not just only on what comes out, but why it comes out. Praise God. And when God places us on his way scale, may our, our motives be pure before God. And when it is pure before God, God who judges all heart 
will reward us. Praise God. Hallelujah. Epaphroditus rose to the challenge before him. The care package delivery man comes home to a church, was ready to receive him, give him a warm welcome because he has come back to a hero's welcome. Praise God. You know, you and I will finish our course here on earth. Here on earth, the world, the church, your brothers, sisters might acknowledge you, might not acknowledge you. Praise God. Your work and my work should not be based on the applause that we get from our fellow brethren. But we need to know that there is a God who watches us, who writes down, and who records every sweat, every teardrop that, we, that falls on the ground for the cause of Jesus Christ. Regardless of our contribution for the sake of Jesus Christ, whether it is ordinary or extraordinary. Don't settle for ordinary. Go the extra mile. Strive for the extraordinary. Praise God. Remember, you're part of the family of God. There is a heavenly father who has seated you and me around that banqueting table with the banner of love fluttering above us. As a fellow worker, you and me, we are part of the workforce of God. Praise God. When was the last time you did something for the Lord? As a fellow soldier, you are not alone. We are together waging war against the forces of darkness. Despite the hurdles and the challenges before us, remember always there is a merciful God who is watching over our lives. And the Bible guarantees a warm homecoming for all of us. Praise the Lord. Whether people acknowledge or not, Jesus will acknowledge. So standing together, service and sacrifice going hand in hand. Praise God. Let me repeat it. Service and sacrifice going hand in hand. Praise God. If you have to reach the realm, if you have to scratch the realm of sacrifice, it has to be through the pathway of service. Praise God. You can do, you cannot do anything sacrificial for him unless you are on the pathway of service. Praise God. If you're not on the pathway of service, get yourself on the pathway of service. And pretty soon, you will be given that opportunity to touch the realm of sacrificially serving your God Almighty. Praise God. Shall we look to the Lord in prayer? Praise God. Where are you today? Are you willing to go beyond the call of duty? For that, you have to enroll yourself. Praise God. In that workforce. Yeah. You are a child of God. You are a brother and a sister in the Lord. But are you a fellow worker? Are you enrolled in the workforce? Will heaven look at you and say, you are part of my workforce? Are you considered as a fellow soldier? Will heaven acknowledge you as a fellow soldier? Are you among the risk takers? Taking risk for Jesus. I am sure we are the recipient of the mercy of God. All of us are. I am. 
And I believe you are. As we receive mercy from above, let's extend mercy around us. Thank you. Would you make a commitment this morning? Lord, whether people acknowledge me or not, appreciate me or not, applaud for my cause or not, I will not pull out. Ah. Let my commitment to Jesus not be based on acknowledgments. Because I know, I know, I know, I know that at the right time, he will acknowledge. Praise God. It's a just God, it's a faithful God. Greatness lies in the path of your assignment. It starts small and humble. It comes in the form of a care package. It comes in an assignment in the form of a delivery boy. It comes in the form of a water boy. But God has wrapped life-changing, destiny-making, assignment within that care package would you do the bare minimum that's what's required meet requirements <laughs> but God says would you go beyond beyond what after the delivery father we yield our lives to you thank you for speaking to me Thank you for stirring me up. Thanking, thank you, Father, for preparing an opportunity to look into our lives and to respond to you, Father. I commit every heart here in your hands. Thank you, Father. Anybody in this house who wants to make a commitment to the Lord saying I would go beyond the call of duty if you are the person just slip your hands up I want to pray with you I am that person I want to do more than just the bare minimum I just don't want to just simply deliver the care package I want to go further are you that person? Has the Spirit of God spoken to the inner core of your being? If you want to make that commitment, slip your hands up. We'll pray together. Father, we thank you. We commit every hands that I raised into your hands. Touch them. Lord, help them to be true to the commitment that they make. That they will go beyond the call of duty. In Jesus' name.